style helps you get up the stairs and down. Truman Capote once said style helps you get up the stairs and down. Welcome back to You Have to Wear Something, and this is the first show of 2019, and we're going to start the year real woo-woo. Um, I will always say that it does not matter what you wear on the outside, what you are wearing on the inside in terms of energy, aura, vibe, all that good shit is what truly matters. So today we are lucky to have James Stewart of The Conjure Cleaning on the show. James, are you there? I am. How's it going, Nicole? Fine. How are you? Well, I'm doing well. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. Yes. Um, James, I will just introduce him a little bit. He is a real wizard, in my opinion, <laughs> having practiced Wicca before and now hoodoo. And he's going to explain what hoodoo is, not voodoo. Um, and his practice and business of healing, cleansing, protecting, and manifesting. Um, he also owns his own cleaning company, Tailor Made Cleaning. And who better to clean your space than someone as kindred as James? So welcome, James. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? How did you get here? And I did read your background on your website, but I'd love to hear it from, you know, the horse's mouth. Yeah, definitely. So it's it's been a, a windy journey um, that started back when I was in middle school. Um, and I'm 27 now. So this has been well over a decade of practicing. And uh, Oh, you're young. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you. It doesn't feel like it, but thanks. So I started in middle school and it, it started with um, just an interest and, you know, what was I doing at that time? I was getting bullied in middle school and I was looking for some way to protect myself and stop gossiping. So like when stuff worked, I was like, okay, like let's explore this. And then, um, so that was more on the European side of things. But when I hit like 17, 18, I was like, I really want to do something that spiritually resonates with me more. So I started studying um, root work or hoodoo, um, which is essentially the same thing, um, African-American folk magic. So the history of that is it's not necessarily a religion, um, but it's the practices that uh, African, like our African ancestors, when they were brought to America, they were stripped of their religions, a lot of them when they were forced into Christianity. So they just had practices that they could hide in the face of their masters and in the face of white people um, to still protect themselves, to still heal themselves, to still retaliate um, without, you know, it being in plain sight. So a lot of the things that I do um, are some of those same practices and derivatives of those practices. Um, but hoodoo and conjure and root work in and of itself is not a religion. Um, and some people kind of mix it with voodoo, which is a religion and has like established spirits that um, are venerated in a very specific way. Hoodoo and root work is more of folk magic. It's a practice and it's very tied to um, African-American culture. So that's what I, and how, and just for those who are just not knowledgeable or educated on specifically mm -hmm. that, um, how is it like specifically? Um, how is, how is hoodoo? Yeah. How is it connected to African-Americans 
specifically? Yeah. So if you think about like the little things that like your parents or your grandparents or your aunt would say, like, um, like the kind of superstitions, um, one of the most popular ones, like we just had New Year's um, was, you know, make sure you cook collard greens and black eyed peas and cornbread for New Year's. Um, the meaning, like the, the meaning behind those dishes is black eyed peas for protection, collard greens for wealth and prosperity throughout your year and cornbread for luck. Um, so it's this interwoven sort of cultural thing that not everybody is made aware of, um, but hoodoo has a lot of deep ties, like obviously because it's, you know, from our ancestors, from African ancestors, but um, there's a lot of connections in African-American culture today. And let me ask you this question. Are you aware of how um, rice was put in black girls' hair when they braid it? No, I was not. That practice? Okay, <laughs> so apparently, um, one of the main reasons, what I talk about a lot on the show too, is um, cultural appropriation. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there is never a problem with sharing style and sharing looks and things like mm -hmm. that um, but sometimes it crosses over into identity and culture and it's more exploitive right. um, and so what I think that people don't understand um, like this young man getting his locks cut off or um, the fact that a lot of times in a corporate environment you're not allowed to wear cornrows mm -hmm or box braids, things like that, you know, styles that are just normal in the African-American culture, but um, are not Eurocentric. Mm -hmm. And so um, it would put rice and when the families would get separated during slavery, rice in the uh, braids of the hair so that they would not starve during the passage. Mm. Um and so, I mean, in that sense, mothers hiding rice in their child's hair, obviously it makes the braid more significant, mm -hmm. right? So um, it's not just, you know, oh, these are like fun right. braids or these are fun, fun locks. These are an extension of me, my identity, my spirit and uh, my belief system. Right. And I think that's kind of, does that sound about oh, right? Oh, definitely. Like, <laughs> like there's multi-layered reasons for, you know, a lot of things that we do today. Um, I hadn't heard of that one, but it it's it goes right in line with a lot of the other things that like we do to this day. You have locks and can you tell me, you know, just tell us why you wear your hair like that. I'm sure it's not just to be cute, be attractive, which you are, which if you go to his website, Conjure Cleaning Guys, you'll see that he's an attractive man. Um, but outside of that, like what, what made you wear locks? Is it spiritual for you? Um, it is a little spiritual because my, um, like some of my spirit guides um, told me to cut my hair and then to grow it. Um, like it's, it's a, it's not in the traditional vein of locks, but um, for strength to like, to have longer hair and, um, just the kind of journey that I was on when I cut my hair um, initially about a year ago or so, um, just to have more strength and more um, 
mental stability. Okay, excellent. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, fear. Um, because like you, I, I have different guides in my life. I go to a, a psychic mm-hmm. reader. I've been to an energy reader. And I've been to just a normal therapist, a life coach. And, you know, I burn. I do. I smudge. Yeah. My home, I burn Palo Santo, I burn sage, and, um, you know, I have a purple amethyst in my home, I have tarot cards, and, you know, sometimes I would ask uh, a girlfriend, hey, you want me to read your tarot, or things like that, like, oh, no, you know, I'm scared, (laughs) or I'm like, you want to go to energy reader, like, no, I'm afraid, Mm -hmm. you know, and when you talk about how we even became Christians in the first place is because of colonialism right. and because of slavery. And so we are, you know, the African-American community, it seems like they're afraid of what originally was mm-hmm. theirs. Right. Yeah. It's, this it's, it's a messed up programming that um, I, it's really cool in 20, 2019 now that like we're seeing, or we've seen in our generation, like a lot of people kind of break out of that, but there's a lot more work to be done where we're not looking at African traditions and African religions with a sense of fear or a sense of shame or a sense of confusion. Um, and there's more resources that are being made available, but there is this sort of like, you know, inherent fear that was that stems back to slavery that our African traditions, like our African spiritual traditions and our African um, spiritual systems were evil. And that's like, that's so, um, you can just think about like how much that damages the psyche of a people. If you're told that your spirits and your religions are inherently demonic. So, yeah, it helps you control people. Totally. It's like your religion, your religion is bad. You're a right. savage. We are, you know, um, dignified and we have the good right. religion. So in that sense, you need to convert to our religion because then you'll go to a good place. And also, you know, it helps to program to keep you from running away mm-hmm. and think things like that. How do you, you know, when you bring up, how do you handle... Uh, fear that people have when you bring up words like Wicca or like hoodoo how can you explain that in a way that um, you know doesn't invoke fear or resistance in the person well I think about my fear along the journey so like my journey has been a weird one because it's yo-yoed like I would practice and then I would do something like I would do a ritual or spell and it work obviously but it worked maybe too well and I wasn't clear on my intention. So, you know, me having a hard Christian background, I'd be like, oh, okay, let me like run back to church because, you know, things are getting a little too scary. And I'd yo-yo for like maybe a couple of years. And then, then it hit me. It was just like, you know, it was a combination of my ancestors sort of pushing me to stay with this practice, as well as just my conversation with God. Like I've, always had a conversation with God and like him like that force being present you know not just with me and my immediate ancestors but like all the way back to 
there's no oh, say that again uh how do i say this if you're if you're coming from a place of love because god is love like if you're if you're coming from a place of love to seek your spiritual path like you're not stepping into some some mess essentially i see what you're saying it's kind of the yin of yang of things it's like if you're you can use your talents for good and you can use them for bad. It's kind of based on the person, right? And, their, and it's their path. And, their and that's path. everywhere. That's in every religion. That's in every path. Like there's people who are going to have the worst intentions in church. And there's people who are going to have the best intentions. And that's everywhere you go. It's really about, you know, what place are you coming from when you enter this path? Um, talk to me a little bit about if, it, and I, I hope this is not like giving too much away for free, but can you give us an example of a ritual or a spell that you have mm -hmm. done, um, that has worked for you and that, um, is something simple just to kind of be able to dip your toe to become familiar with this kind of practice? Yes. Um, well, to take it back to like you know, when I was super churchy, the first things I would do were very prayer focused. So like one thing that if I have a friend who's like, hey, I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling bogged down, I'm feeling emotionally drained, what is there something I can do? I tell them to take a coconut bath, take three cans of coconut milk in a hot, like as hot as you can stand it sort of bath, and pray over that bath, pray that the coconut just heals you and um, rejuvenates you. And um, as you soak, you just envision yourself, you know, your levels rising and just like everything sort of mending in your spirit. And like, I've done that for years now. And it's just like, you know, I'm battery charged, like ready to go. Like I'm, you know, very full on spirit after that sort of bath. But, um, like, that's one thing that I kind of tell, like, and you can, there's variations on it, but like, that's an easy one that I tell friends who aren't trying to do like the most. Right. Um, what would you say to someone if they're like, well, I don't, you know, I'm not very religious. I don't really pray. I don't know how to mm -hmm. pray, you know, what do I say to myself? You know, some people, even when they're alone in their home have, insecurities about connecting with spirit you know talking to mm -hmm. god um what would you advise well i mean spirit god like god god talks to us however we need you know like my conversation with spirit and god is going to be different than yours it's going to be different than you know your friend your neighbor like so it, there's no one proper way to talk to God or spirit. So like when I realized that, I was like, this is like my best friend. Like if you envision, you know, your best, best friend and you can just confide in everything, prayer flows out of your mouth. It just like, all right, these are the things that I wanna say on my heart. And it's not coming from a place of like, oh, this, you know, mightier than thou spirit or this genie in the sky. Like it's your friend, like your, your best of best friends. So like, 
Yeah, I understand that. I have these conversations yeah. all the time, but I don't have an I don't have an insecurity about mm-hmm. talking to my source or trying to raise my frequency, yeah. you know. Um, so, but I, I think a lot of people do, and they're like, oh, you know, they're always like, Nicole, you're so <laughs> or you're so witchy, you're so witchy, or you know, sometimes I'll say someone's name, and they'll literally call. Yes, yeah, you know, you know, things like that. I mean, and, and this doesn't just happen to me you know in every blue moon it kind of happens all the mm-hmm. time but how do you keep that going and I think that's where people struggle is they're afraid to seem and feel weird you know they are afraid to be on purpose too much you know because we most people are followers and it's kind of like a, a pack mentality right. right so you know I wanted to talk to you about also the uh now a lot of this has become mainstream. I mean, if you go to um, Urban Outfitters, there's like a smudge set, right? Yeah. Okay. Chris, you know, it's supposed to add crystals. They became hot in the 80s and then they went uh-huh. away and then they came back and now crystals are back hot, you know, crystal healing. Um, so <laughs> what about it? What do you say to someone who is just kind of like, thinking that it's a magic stick, a magic wand, and they're just going to burn in their house and everything's going to be better versus what do you, what kind of extra spice are you supposed to put on it intention instead of just kind of going through the motions of the act of the burning right. versus being really, really mindful about it? Well, you know, a lot of books and a lot of teachers will tell you the first place you start is on yourself. Like, you know, the stuff, whatever fad is happening at Urban Outfitters, you know, those are just tools. Um, and, you know, maybe it'll stick and maybe it won't. But like, if you, if, if you're just buying it because it's cool and you saw it at your friend's house and it's popping everywhere, like, you need to work on your personal magic. You need to work on yourself and like how you can shift and manifest things and you know align yourself on your path for goals and success and what you want out of life like you got to sit down with yourself and start there the other things like the tools and the kits and da 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 like that's an extension of what's flowing what's going to be flowing through you when you start the work on yourself um so that's why i don't know like if you if some people are out here buying like the incense and the um the crystal kits and it doesn't work and then they just throw it away and wait for the next fad like that's not the purpose and urban outfitters is going to tell you that's the purpose because they didn't know but maybe if you go down to the botanica where you know the owner of the shop can actually explain this is how it works and this is what you do and this is how you envision things when you do them um i feel like that might be a different experience um than the mass-produced sort of fad stuff um, how do you guide your clients when you're trying to measure success for them mm-hmm. in terms of, let's say like someone was came to you, they hired you because they want to manifest, for instance, love in their life. Mm-hmm. And you, how long do you give it? You know, I've heard that patience and persistence is key when you're, you know, setting these intentions yeah. and that obviously the more frustrated you become, you're, you're deflecting, right? Right. Um, you're like like when they say don't block your blessings Mm -hmm. um so 
when you become frustrated, you know, do you tell people it's like, hey, it could be like 10 years before you meet your twin flame or love of your life, et cetera. You know, how do you progress? Well, I hope it's not 10 years after I do a work for somebody, but <laughs> like, just keep I know. Just, keep more just, just, just keep hold in there. Yeah. This, yeah. Um, it, it, there's so many factors, but like you said, like it could be if you're desperate for results, it's kind of like you're putting more weight on the work and it's like the energy is trying to go, but you're like, you know, putting more, more weight on it. There's so many different factors, right? There could be a block. There could be a, you know, this and that. Um, so we can't, it's not like we can be like at Tuesday, the third at 4 PM. This is what like, but sometimes signs will pop up and, you know, being sensitive to spirit, we kind of like practitioners, we kind of get like a sense of like, this is, you know, something that might come up for you. There might be a window of opportunity where you might meet someone here. This isn't like a guaranteed science, obviously, but like, you know, we can kind of tell when like, you know, the positioning of someone, if they're coming from a place of desperation, it might take a minute for them to do their personal work to get what they need, whether it be love, whether it be career, whether it be whatever, you know, and then the external factors of like, maybe they're in the wrong place. Maybe they're around the wrong people. So it all depends. Um, but we kind of like, like I, one of my first clients that I did a cleansing for, not to tell too much of her business, but she was in a bad job and she didn't even like, she kind of knew it was like off in the distance that she needed to quit. But I let her know, like, you know, we were just working on boosting her self-confidence and boosting her, like, you know, kind of turning her into superwoman, so to speak. So I let her know, like, pretty soon there'd be a window of opportunity for her to step in this energy and not to let it go away. Like if she felt it, if she felt a surge of, you know, confidence and um, assertiveness to step right into it. And then I want to say it was two days after we did the work in her home. Um, she texts me and she's like, she was shaking. She's like, I did it. I quit my job. Like the, all these things were just like, you know, all these situations sort of presented themselves where it's like she had no option but to confront people at her job and but to speak up and speak out. So she was like backed into a corner and um, I didn't know it was going to be that soon, but, and we never know the exact time, but we kind of get a sense of like, this is the positioning of what, how things might play out. Wow. So Another thing too, and is this something that I struggle with myself is trying to be intentional. So, you know, you're speaking my <laughs> language. Um, and I just like to clarify, you know, for my audience, a little bit of audience that I do have um, about, about these mm -hmm. things. So ideally you should be doing it all right. You should be eating healthy and working out. Maybe you do yoga, maybe you meditate you should also have a um, a space that's not cluttered and it's clean and it feels good and 
and so on and so forth. And sometimes this is hard. Maybe you have a roommate that's toxic, but you need to save money. Um, Maybe you've always battled with um, overeating and, and, you know, you eat in an emotional Mm -hmm. way, or maybe you drink a little too much, or maybe you smoke a little bit too much weed. You know, everyone in LA for sure with recreational weed, being legal it's I feel like everyone is medicated all the time <laughs> like you know so I, and I'm wondering like is that the answer because you know we have dopamine in our bodies already right. that lives there and then the weed releases it so it's like really the, like like how you say tools the weed is the tool mm-hmm. right um and and I'm not anti-smoking I'm not anti any kind of right. vice that you know but um it's like Oh, and also, too, it's like, get out in nature, make sure you're hiking, make sure you're, you know, just getting fresh mm-hmm. air. It's it's overwhelming sometimes to keep this regimen with work and, you know, just personal, professional obligations. Um, what's the most important thing? Is it is it most important to come to a, a peaceful home? Is it more important to eat healthy or is it is just doing the best you can on all these things? Um... I feel like, so sometimes I talk about alignment um, and for me, that means you do certain things that, you know, will shift you to your path, whatever that looks like for you individually, because everybody's path is different, but like spirit is pretty funny and has a sense of humor and will sometimes push us you know, give us little like, hey, maybe you shouldn't, you know, smoke that cigarette after lunch, or hey, maybe you shouldn't, you know, (laughs) um, get that energy drink, like, it'll give us little like clues of like how we can shift if we're sensitive, and we're listening, it'll give us little clues of how we can shift to alignment. So when we listen, and we do those things, and it kind of, you know, inches us forward, it's like, okay, cool, they're listening. So you know, we get a little closer to our calling, our purpose, and our path. And then before you know it, it's like, oh, like, I'm, I'm working out, I'm, you know, I'm early, I'm like, I'm doing all these things that I didn't think I was capable of doing. Because spirits kind of just like, you know, you picked up the call, you, you just naturally got back in alignment. And yeah, I was listening to something I was saying, like the universe sends you little clues, mm-hmm, but yep. you have to, you have to be aware to pick them up, Yeah, you know, and um, if, if you're not aware, if your eyes aren't open, if your ears aren't open, if you're not being multisensory about it, you could miss them. Yeah. And I mean, yes, meditation does help. Like it makes you sensitive to spirit and um, to clues and to signs. But sometimes the spirit will just knock you over the head and say, hey, this is where I'm trying to get you. Like, you know, it's time to move out of this apartment. It's time to quit this job. Um, If you're calling, if it's almost like past the alarm clock of your calling, like the spirit will knock you over the head. So like, you know, one way or another. (laughs) Yeah, I've been at jobs where it's like, oh, I'm not really feeling Mm -hmm. it, but I'm going to go through the motions. And then, like the whole business shuts down, and everyone's <laughs> laid off with a with a severance. And you're like, "Oh, I knew that." You know, yeah. I knew that it was going to work out some kind of way, and it shakes you up, and right. it, then it, it it refocuses you. I've had 
car accidents that were out of the blue mm-hmm. that I was like, wow, I was driving safely, but this thing came out the blue yes. and, you know, things. And, and I think it's important too. what, what I try to do. And I think a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of cliches like, you know, life's a bitch and then you die right. or uh, that's just the way life is. And, and, and people are expecting, you know, these bad things to happen mm. all the time right. and they have this cynicism about it. Um, but, and, and I imagine you talk to your clients about this. It's about a little bit about having the faith, right? Mm-hmm. It's about, I mean, you don't have to ascribe to any certain, you know, religion or certain spiritual path, but it's about connecting to, I mean, as woo woo as it sounds, but like love, like, so I, you know, I, I feel like if you divide everything into two vibrations, there's fear and there's love. And if you make sure you're operating out of love and you make sure you're, you know, trying to ascend to that, like, that's where you get alignment and that's where you get, you know, an understanding of why, I mean, you might not always get an understanding of why the, the, the tragedies of life happen, but you'll be more at peace with it and you won't let that, you know, sit you in a place of fear where you stop moving and where you stop, you know, growing. Cause they're not meant to knock you all the way down and you just sit there until you die. Like, yeah, like if you have a challenge, you lose right. your job or you have a breakup, a bad breakup, it's about, you know, a little bit about the lesson, mm-hmm. right? And then you recover from it, you heal and you you kind of get to refocus, you get another right, chance, right? right? Um, that's cool. That's cool. Well, I, I mean, I'm sad you're not in LA anymore. You <laughs> I was. Here. I just left like two weeks ago. Two yeah. weeks? What? Yeah crazy and you you're in north yeah i just moved back to durham north carolina okay well i mean the best way for people to reach you is how so tell me a little bit so we've talked about all of the stuff (laughs) and i'm sure we could i can talk about this shit all yeah yeah but let's also talk about the other side so you're doing like energy cleansing, right. spiritual cleansing, but you're also doing actual cleaning. Yeah. So I have a cleaning company um, in LA and it's funny because like I had the, I had the nugget of the idea of starting contract cleaning, but like, I was like, oh, that'd be cool. Like five years from now, three years, whatever. And then it just like started growing, da, 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 da. but like I started cleaning houses probably what, four or five years ago. And I was like, I actually like this. Like, I like, you know, talking to people and it just had this like weird impact for both me and my clients where I was like, I didn't realize I was changing. I mean, not to make it sound like a huge deal, but people were like, oh, you've really helped my life. Like, I'm more productive. Like, I, you know, I'm happy to come home. So then, you know, at some point, early 2018, um, the idea to combine my spiritual practice with my business, just like, you know, those lines merged. And then I started launching conjure cleaning. 
And so let me ask you this. So when you clean someone's mm-hmm. home, are you actively also cleansing energy? Uh, <laughs> sometimes. Like, so. Like, basically, it's like, if you want to regular <laughs> cleaning, you need to call Mary. You know, you need to call Mary right, Mary. Right. Right. But if you want like a cleaning, cleaning. Right. So like when I bring all my, we call you. So when I bring all my tools and stuff for conjure cleaning, yes, I'm, you know, intentionally go, it's like a deep scrub energetically for a home. Right. But like, sometimes I would catch myself while I was just like naturally cleaning some of my long-term clients and like, you know, it's, there's some simple things that you can do to shift the energy. It's, something sometimes it's just something as simple as what you are singing in your house while you were cleaning like there's a vibrational quality to songs that will shake up stagnant energy and shake up um negative energy where they're not comfortable and they don't want to be there like so if you like i i remember when i was about four or five years old you know like the scary parts of your house like your mom's like go down to the basement and grab you know this (laughs) this <laughs> yes and you're like oh let me turn on the lights and I would sing like I would like before I open the door and turn on the light I would start singing and imagining that like whatever church song I was singing was like a light and just kind of scaring away what was ever whatever I thought was in there and it I mean in a sense I still do that <laughs> like I definitely think about unicorns and rainbows <laughs> when I'm having a night. Yeah. I think that's an old yeah. trick from my dad or something like, think about fruit, think about, you right. know, <laughs> imaginary friends, mm-hmm. like, they, they they stay with you into adulthood, oh, yeah. for oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I would do a little, like, a little energy work, um, not like I was advertising with a regular cleaning, but like, yeah, with some clients, yeah. Okay. Um, and if you ever have someone that said, hey, I want to hire you to clean my house, but don't put any vibe on it, <laughs> what would you say? What would you say to that? I, I mean, <laughs> I would wonder why <laughs> they thought I was going to, like, they, I don't know. There's a, there's, there might be an assumption about spiritual folk that we're out to, you know, just randomly curse or randomly do something to be, I don't have the time or the energy to be doing anything (laughs) out of, out of spite, out of malice, out of anything that like, so I just like, I would say, no, you're, you're fine. Don't like. (laughs) Yeah. You might want to pass on that one. Um, And then, I mean, I guess my, my, final question and I'll, I'll tell people you can tell people how to reach you and um you know get you in their mm-hmm. lives um there is there are a lot of healers out here yeah. now all kinds of healers and it's hard to know I, I think that kind of adds to the skepticism about the type of work that mm-hmm. you do so what would you say to someone who is like, well, everyone's a healer with crystals and smudging and I could do that myself Mm -hmm. or, you know, there is, it could be overwhelming knowing how to, how to choose a healer. Like, do you have any advice to help us kind of weed out the noise, you know, find a needle in a haystack? 
Um, cause it, sometimes it is, it's hard to find, even if you want to go that route, like who do you go right. to? One thing. So like I advise whatever, whatever type of healer you're looking for, like whatever path, like if you're looking for a shaman, if you're looking for, um, somebody who does tarot readings, somebody who does feng shui study just a little bit on it and then pray, like pray to your spirit guides, pray to your ancestors, pray to you know, whoever walks with you, that you have discernment, so you can see, like, if this is the right healer or reader for you, because not everybody is for everybody, like, not every healer is for everyone, Um, and if you just pray to have a little bit of discernment, you'll get, like, a vibe of, like, nah, that's not the one for me, or nah, this isn't, you know, the reader for me, and you'll be led to who you need to be led to. How, same way I was led to you. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> it was totally organic and, uh, you know, friend of a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, I mean, I love all this stuff. So for the record, guys, this is James Stewart of the Conjure Cleaning. Mm-hmm. That's C-O-N-J-U-R-E. And also tailor-made is his cleaning service. Mm-hmm. And he is in Durham, North Carolina. So if you are there and you can, if you're fortunate enough to have him come and bless your home, please do so. Um, and we thank him for being on the show today. Um, I do have a, you're, you're welcome. Thank you. And I do have an email now as so you have to wear something at Gmail. If you ever want to say something nice, I always say that say something constructive, say something nice. I'm always open to that. Um, This is a great way to start off the new year, talking about energy, get the inside right first before you get the outside right. Mm -hmm. Um, Anything you want to add, James? Um, I was just going to say, if anybody wants to follow, you know, um, Conjure Cleaning, the Instagram, it's at Conjure Cleaning, or at the Conjure Cleaner. And for clients that don't live in Durham and sometimes I travel back or I will be traveling back to LA every so often Um, but for clients that don't live where I'll be traveling I'm about to start launching boxes like home blessing boxes where I'm including detailed instructions of how to do it yourself essentially Um, so look out for that oh I want a home blessing box I can talk to you about that (laughs) yeah Wow. Okay. Well, thank you so much, James. And as usual, uh, till next time, guys, and peace. All right. Thank you.